We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Jolie. All right, so we're back with Jessica's birthday. I'm so excited to talk about this one. Me too. And this week we're recording remotely for the first time, so if anything is weird, that's why. This week we're actually recording very close to the last time we recorded, so there's not new news on either of them. I did find something from the London Economist. Ooh, okay. In their astrology page which I didn't really expect the London Economist to have an astrology page, but we believe in astrology here at the Ashley and Jessica cast, so go off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of negative and random, so I just kind of want to flip the energy, Jolie, if you could help me do that. (laughs) I'd love to. Yeah. So it was just a normal horoscope this week ahead for each sign and everything, but then they had a celebrity gossip section, and the only celebrity that they mentioned in the section was Miss Ashley Simpson. Oh, I'm going to be deeply upset, aren't I? Okay. (laughs) Well, listen. Okay, so Jolie and I are both pretty into this. We're both pretty intuitive, and I said to you a few weeks ago, are you getting any psychic vibes about Ashley? Because I feel like she's going to release music soon. And I didn't know if it was going to be her own music or with Evan or whatever. But even though she has a new baby, for some reason, I just feel like she's recording at home or like she's secretly recording or something. She has to be. I mean, that she they definitely have a studio at home. So like might as well. Well, this is what I'm saying is like her uh, mother-in-law is Diana Ross. I mean, Lord, of, of course. <laughs> yeah, it has to be a very musical household and family. Yeah. I mean, even if she's just sitting around with Evan writing and they didn't really record anything yet, I don't know. I just kept feeling so strongly like there was going to be Ashley music, which is weird because in the last 10 years, she's barely released any music except for that EP. So I don't know. So then I asked you and you were like, yes. What what were you feeling about that? I was saying how I don't know if she's going to release more music with Evan, but like I really, really want her to release at least an EP. Like throw us a song. I I mean, I'd love an album, but realistically, like a song or an EP, I'd be more than happy with. Right. And it's like because of how things are today, she can just kind of drop a song and not even do a video for it or anything and just kind of create some buzz and make us happy. (laughs) Right. So it says in the London Economist – It's been quite a while since Ashley Simpson tried to take center stage in the media, but the planetary signs tell us that she is about to relaunch her music at an unsuspecting public. Now, 
the public may be unsuspecting, but you and I, we already <laughs> we already knew this. <laughs> We've been, yeah, preparing for this moment for quite some time now. Yes. But the last line of it says, the planets also indicate that it will not go well. That's a lie. And Just first because- of all, yeah, there's no other info. Like, what do they mean? I mean, usually they'll be like, well, Venus is traveling closer to Jupiter, so blah, blah, blah. They didn't say anything. They just ended it. I feel like they just said that for dramatic purposes. But, yeah. I mean, that's one thing I especially love right now about music in general, like, in the end, between, like, 2017 to now, where streaming is so much more prevalent. So, like, granted, you don't necessarily need to have a best-selling album to be successful. So I feel like right. that where, that's where that's stemming from. Anything Ashley puts out, like, we've all been dying for it. And, like, even if someone's not a huge fan of her they're gonna want to listen to it because they'll be like whoa like she's still making music and i mean we just love her like unless it was abysmal i feel like we would love it and it it wouldn't be abysmal because she's very talented (laughs) she is and she's not scared to experiment so i feel like that's also going to be exciting yeah and i wonder like with being in such a musical family i wonder if she I wonder how close she is with Diana. Like, is she? I'm sure she's going to play it for Evan before she releases it, but I wonder if she would get Diana Ross's opinion or whatever. Ooh, I think so. I feel like it might be like a little bit more soulful and maybe a little less rock than what we've heard from her in the past. I mean, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be amazing. And also, oh my God, if they did a duet, I would just <sighs> sob uncontrollably. <laughs> she's, I just, the, sorry, I'm like so excited thinking about it, but just the two of them together. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That would be the collab of a lifetime. Because I can imagine people being like, wait, what? Why would that even happen? Because I think a lot of people probably don't realize that they're related now. (laughs) Right. So it it would be like Ashley Simpson featuring – well, I guess people will get it if it's Ashley Simpson Ross featuring Diana Ross. (laughs) Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah. We are just flipping this and putting out into the universe that actually Ashley's – Music is going to be really well received. Seriously. I mean, not only do we want it to be well received, but like we want more. <laughs> we just yeah. want her to be like on such a wave and a high of it that she's just like, yes, like this. I haven't done this in a long time, but like this is one of the things I was just born to do. Uh, yes. And there needs to be a tour once it's safe for everybody. That would be amazing. It's actually funny because um, our friends at the Dunzo podcast tagged us in that episode of Newlyweds where Jessica (laughs) gets eye surgery. And one of the things Jessica says after watching watching Ashley's first performance is she's like, oh my gosh, we should go on tour together. And I'd still really like that to happen. First of all, not only is that episode iconic, but Dunzo is iconic. Yes. (laughs) Definitely one of my favorite podcasts. I actually just DM the host Troy yesterday and told him something that's you know been on my mind that I love his podcast I mean like I've talked back and forth with him but I've never just kind of like revealed that I'm a stan and gushed to him before so Troy if you're listening hi um I was just like thank you for taking your podcast so seriously because if you guys haven't listened to this podcast you have to I mean if you're listening to ours it's you will love it it's the same kind of vein it's pop culture nostalgia and deep dives into everything and his podcast did really inspire me it was called the smush room at the time um, when I started listening to it I started listening like end of 2019 so it was still the smush room and it's so so well researched the thing is like pop culture is really not taken seriously by a lot of people which is insane to me because it literally shapes our society 
Yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> how do people not realize that? I mean, it's, it's a reflection of what's going on in the world, what's going on in politics and in families. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's such, it's usually so full circle and you can usually connect the dots. Like people that do actually take it seriously and do that kind of research, find so many parallels and interesting things on how different music and movies and looks and fashion and everything affects the culture and affects all of our lives. So he takes it really seriously while also having a lot of fun with it and making just such hilarious jokes. When I heard his podcast, his and like one or two others, I was like, you know what? I need to do something like this because it was weird. I told him yesterday, I was like, it almost felt like I was picking your content because it was like our age group is just so dialed into the same stuff. Like if you were a pop super fan, we all know the same things. And now that we started Ashley and Jessicast, I mean, just like so many of the people that have DM'd us, it's like kindred spirits. I was like, we need to be friends. So yeah, it's like a homecoming. I really didn't listen to that many podcasts before we started ours. And the Dunzo podcast was actually one of the ones that I listened to because I mean, yes, it's people talking, but I wanted to get like a better idea of like the flow of things and like just be more familiar with it. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Like Yeah, I mean, if you're into any of the stuff we're talking about, I don't know how you couldn't love it. I highly recommend, though, if you're going to listen, the Christina series. That was, I think, one of my favorites. A dream. That (laughs) and, um, I mean, I love all of his couple episodes because I just am fascinated by celebrity couples. And again, that was something that, like, when I was growing up, I would start talking about a celebrity couple and my friends, like, even friends that were into celebrities and stuff, they would be like, who cares? Like, what are you talking about? And I, I would just care. I know. <laughs> Thank God you care. And I met you. Yeah, because it's little things like Jennifer Aniston's haircut that she got before friends was an accident. And she said she hated it. And then the Rachel haircut became like the number one desired haircut at that time. It's always the accidents yeah. that are mind blowing. But again, like that is pop culture. Like, no, we consume is what shapes our lives, whether we realize it or not. It's so true. Anyway, so that was our little tangent. Listen to Dunzo. Yes, please. It's good for your health. Oh, 100%. Well, I have something I need to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. So, okay. You know how I look up what Ashley and Jessica were doing the week that this episode aired? Right. There are two very funny things. The first one is funny, and you're going to think like, oh, that's – really funny I can't imagine something funnier but it's there's going to be something even more so on the 20th Jessica appeared at the chicken of the sea staff meeting in San Diego that makes my heart happy she just surprised them they were in a you know Radisson or something like a very (laughs) nondescript chain hotel and she showed up looking so gorgeous yeah I mean I'm sure she made their entire lives like there's no doubt they still talk about this every Thanksgiving and their relatives are like okay enough but so that's great okay so Nick and Jessica did this event and it's called the second annual Royal Plantation Resort Celebrity Golf Classic to benefit St. Jude now I'm guessing that last part is why they did this because there's something that I've noticed that happens sometimes with celebrities where they are famous like medium level famous kind of like how famous they were before newlyweds right and then something happens and they shoot up into the stratosphere of fame but they still had 
their contracted commitments that they signed off on before becoming superstars. So sometimes you'll see celebrities that are huge, but you see them like, you know, because they still have to do their appearance at, you know, the Topanga Build-A-Bear opening, you know, or whatever. (laughs) So this was a few days in Jamaica and there's this random group of celebrities. Now, I say this with love. Jessica, I think she was drunk the whole time. I love that. Okay, good. I love that for her. I know she later had a problem with alcohol, so I really don't mean that in any type of insensitive no, no, no. way. <laughs> At the time, it was she was living her best life. That's it. Totally. And her and Nick are by far the most famous people at this thing. I mean, just listen to the list, okay? Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> Chris, Lance, and Joey from NSYNC. Justin and JC were too busy, like, making music. Right. Uh, (laughs) The other three were just waiting for them to call and say, hey, you know, NSYNC is back together. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Right. So Kathy Griffin and her former husband, Matt, who was this asshole, if anyone knows from My Life on the D-List, one of my favorite shows of all time, he stole her money progressively over a period of time. He would go to the ATM, take money out, and um, she actually was willing to forgive him. She comes from a strict Irish Catholic family. She personally broke away from Like she's not into the religion part of it or anything, but she still kind of felt guilty and she kind of felt like she was failing in life by getting a divorce. So she tried to make it work. She tried to forgive him even after he stole thousands upon thousands of dollars from her. So it kind of annoyed me that he got to hang out with all these celebrities. Yeah, you don't deserve that. Go home and wash dishes and be useful. Yes. Earn back your debts that you stole. For real. They were there and there's so many good pictures of Kathy and Jessica And I really want the tea on this because I'm a Kathy super fan and I've never heard the tea from this weekend. And I mean, she's always, you know, revealing everything that happened with celebrities when she hangs out with them. And this was a getaway. I mean, I need to know. So tell us. (laughs) But I've met her several times because she's so open with fans and she's one of the coolest. Like when you walk up to her, it's not formal. It's as if It's kind of like when, actually, when I met Jessica, like, she just launches into some celebrity story or whatever, and you can just bring up anything, and she's so cool. And so next time I meet her, when this is all over, I'm going to be like, Kathy, what happened at the second annual Royal Plantation Resort Celebrity Golf Classic? (laughs) (laughs) That's such a mouthful, but you really have to ask. She'll know exactly what I'm talking about, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Anyway, so continuing, Jamie Lynn Sigler, who played Meadow on Sopranos. At the time, she was Jamie Lynn Descala for a very brief period when she got married to AJ. Gabrielle Union, Jamie Presley, Rachel Lee Cook, and Alfonso Ribeiro Carlton from Fresh Prince. So that's the kind of random group that were brought together for this. And it's just so funny. I'm going to post the pictures very soon. The whole thing looks like you would never, if you didn't know who these people were, you wouldn't guess that they were celebrities because it looks like the same pictures that you get when everyone's hanging out drunk in the middle of the summer. (laughs) Like Nick's face is beet red. Okay. There are so many just like very silly pictures. It's just so funny because you just don't see celebrities this way. I'm not going to explain it further because everyone just needs to see the pictures. I had never, I didn't know that this happened. (laughs) And it's one of the great joys of me doing this podcast that I discovered this event happened. So (laughs) 
That's awesome. Good job so, on your sleuthing skills. Oh my god, thank you. You're welcome. So the other thing that they did this week was they appeared on Larry King Live, Nick and Jessica. I posted a, a video from this a month ago, two months ago, I don't even know, of Jessica talking about why she decided to not have sex until she got married. Right. Ryan Seacrest interviewed them. So unfortunately, we didn't get a Larry King interview, but we did get a Larry King interview with Evan and Ashley. Oh, okay. So we'll cover that in 10 years when we get to their album. <laughs> But yeah, it's a really good interview. I recommend everybody watch it. They both just look so gorgeous. It's interesting because we all know that Nick was really jealous of Jessica and he brings up how happy he is for her and everything. And I don't know, he always seemed sincere when he talked about it, but maybe it was one of those things where you kind of say something to other people and then hope that that makes it true. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate, but I could also very easily see that. Yeah, this was around the same time that they had just found out that Rolling Stone, who had initially wanted Nick and Jessica on the cover, dropped Nick, and it was just her. And I don't remember what he says. He says something like, oh, obviously I would want to be on the cover, but, you know, I'm happy for her. Yeah, because I mean, I really do think Nick was happy for her, but at the same time, like, if I was him, I'm not gonna lie, my ego would be a little bruised. Yeah, and I think it's hard for a man to go from being I guess for lack of a better word the breadwinner because she was still a new artist when he was already established with 98 degrees and I think he liked being the one who was more experienced not just in the business but in life you know and then all of a sudden they're both on tv and everyone loves her and he's just kind of at the same level Level, yeah and then it's also like jessica even admitted in her book like she looked at nick almost like a father figure so for her to be a little bit less dependent on him you know which is something he always asked for but Mm -hmm. i don't think in that exact way Yeah. And he's so traditional too. He probably, he knew that she could leave him at any time and it wouldn't. And then she did. (laughs) And then she did, which he had coming and we'll get into some of that in this episode. Yeah. And in later episodes as well. But Right. In like every episode, there's much evidence of it. You know what really makes me mad? I was thinking about this the other day. He lives off of her. Still. Like, Still, and I wonder if, I mean, this is not Vanessa's fault, but I wonder if, like, when they buy a house, is Vanessa, you know, secretly, like, thanks, Jessica? I mean... I would. Like, not you know for what anything. I mean? Even though it's not really anyone's fault, but I feel like it would bother me if... I mean, yeah, would Nick and Vanessa still be rich and have a more lush lifestyle than a lot of people? Yes, but they have... I know that recently, I think they sold one of their houses and it was, like, $15 million or something. They mm-hmm. wouldn't have that kind of house without Jessica. Which is sad, but... If you're such a man, you're such a, like, typical manly man, why would you want to take that much money off her? That's, like, embarrassing to me. Unfortunately, people get really ugly when things are regarding money and I feel like that's what it was like Nick's ego was just bruised and he was just like well you know what I'm gonna try to hurt you in a way where I feel hurt and he just went after her money you know like he to my knowledge didn't really do anything 
defamatory towards her character, but he went after her bank account. Not that that's any better, but... Yeah. In her book, she said that her dad wanted to keep fighting him because she wasn't really handling it. I think her dad was the one who would really handle it, and then he would kind of come back to Jessica and say, okay, this is what's going on. What do you want to do about this and this? And she just wanted to end it. She was just like, give it to him. I don't care. Give him whatever. And her dad was like, no. (laughs) No, you can't give him all your money. And she just said... I promise that I'll make it all back. And not only did she make it all back. Plus, you know, a couple million. hundred million. <laughs> yeah, because it's reported that he got 12 million in this divorce, which, oh my God, can you imagine giving away that much money to someone who treated you that way? I mean, it I, must have hurt. Yeah. But she so doesn't care about money that it's just whatever. And she was right. She made back I mean, I don't know how much she's worth, but I know that her company is a billion-dollar brand, so... You know, casual. I mean, she's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, for sure, just her personally. I mean, $12 million for her is probably, like, you know, $5 to me. <laughs> just $12 million being pocket change, no big deal. Right. I mean, maybe not quite that, but, you know. Should we talk a little bit about what was going on this week in 2003? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. Nicole Kidman was in the news quite a bit. I don't know if you remember this era, this few years, Nicole Kidman was just like everything. I feel like when she, after she left Tom Cruise and those iconic pictures were taken of her walking out of the lawyer's office. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, she just has like a, a smile on her face. She's like, her arms are up as if like, the She's sun is just oh she is so happy she is like i am out of there i don't have to go to any more scientology meetings i'm never going to run into kirstie alley and john travolta again this is great um you the rumors that she was paid to be his wife like she was under the contract no i don't think nicole was i think it's possible that there there was a girl in between nicole and katie holmes that i think was rejected by Scientology and I think she would have been paid or something like that but the thing is I don't the reason why I don't really believe the paid rumors is because I mean yeah Tom is a weirdo but he's also a super successful really good looking like by all accounts everybody in the show business says that he is the nicest person on planet earth so like I don't think you would really have to pay someone to be with him I think the experience of I mean, you're going to get money anyway if you're with him. You know, you're going to live that lifestyle. Right. Um, but I do believe that they have to sign contracts, and I do believe they have to agree to certain things. That's why Katie – I mean, her divorce from him was so calculated. Her and her father planned it over a period of time. They knew that they were going to have to really be prepared for the Scientologists to come after their ass – And they did. And Katie, actually, I know exactly where she – I don't know if she still lives there, but when she left Tom, where she lived um, right after that divorce, I know exactly where it is. It's the building that's above the Whole Foods in Chelsea. (laughs) I used to work right around there. And the reason why she moved there is because the Whole Foods is right downstairs. It's a very busy area. You know, Scientologists are infamous for stalking people and casing houses and everything. So it's a very busy area, very busy block. There's tons of people going in and out of the Whole Foods all the time. So I think that was – part of it whereas you would think she would be like oh I want to be secluded and all that stuff but no she needed to be in plain sight so that's I mean (laughs) that's like a whole other podcast yeah Katie Holmes's 
I think, like, two or three years older than Jessica. So by the time her and Tom Cruise got married, I believe in 2006, so that's when Jessica and Nick were getting divorced. Like, she was really young. She was almost yeah. like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And she was thrust into a new level of fame from that. Everyone claimed that their whole relationship was BS, and I don't think it was. I think that they really did fall in love, but I just think that she couldn't take all of the restrictions and all of the craziness involved with Scientology, and eventually she just realized that she had to get her kid out of there, and apparently her daughter doesn't see Tom ever. I mean, That's you know, they so they are SPs. They're suppressive people, so. I actually met Katie when she was in All My Sons on Broadway. Oh, wow. And yeah, she was still with Tom at the time, and I was very disappointed that he wasn't there because apparently he saw like 40 of the performances or something. Like he was always there. When oh, I – Yeah. Picture. Please continue. Tell our, tell our listeners what happened. Well, it was not that eventful except that she was holding Suri when I met her, and she was like a little baby. So, I mean, it was iconic to see the famous <laughs> Suri. <laughs> it was more exciting than seeing Katie, like let's be honest. Right. I mean, I had just seen her in the play. So I was like, okay, I had two and a half hours of Katie. And then when she walked out to sign playbills and she had the baby in her arms, I couldn't believe that because I was just like, damn, because there's a lot of paparazzi and there's just a lot of people. And I just wouldn't think that she would have her kid. But now it makes sense to me because she probably was like, so protective over her and wanted to have her always like right with her because who knows what kind of shit Tom is going to tell her even as a baby, you know? Yeah, and especially like at the stage door, there's usually not a lot of security. I'm sure she had like a bodyguard or something with her, but I doubt anyone would have caused a scene. So anyway, Nicole Kidman. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Scientology cast. Anyway, (laughs) Nicole Kidman was in the news quite a bit because if you remember at the time, another icon of this era, Jude Law. Yes. He was having affairs left and right he i think cheated on his wife with santa miller and then he cheated on santa miller uh and he was in i think from like 2002 to 2006 he was in like 15 movies or something insane like he was look up his imdb from this time you'll get whiplash so he was killing it in hollywood but of course in his personal life he was acting like a total dick and received no effect on his career because men can do that women can't just pointing it out nicole kidman sued the sun tabloid in britain because they claimed that she was one of the women that he was cheating with and she was like hell to the no i am not involved in messy shit anymore i was with tom cruise i'm not dealing with anything anymore (laughs) understandably and so she received damages from them she got money from the sun and they also publicly apologized to her and said it turns out nicole kidman wasn't cheating with jude law so even better good she got what she deserved and an apology exactly and so jealous because guess who she was dating who lenny kravitz oh my goodness get it girl (laughs) seriously like i i just love lenny kravitz so i'm sorry like one of the hottest men ever and what an upgrade from tom cruise like seriously and lenny kravitz is still just as hot now as he was then oh for real oh my god i mean just wrap me in that gigantic scarf from the iconic paparazzi pictures yes please So, uh, this is not really a story, but I looked at the People magazine cover from this 
week and they were reporting on how since Ben Affleck and J-Lo broke up, he was now going back to looking like a scrub. I mean, yikes. Do you remember how people said that like she had changed him aesthetically? Yeah. Because she was Miss Glamour and he was, I go to Red Sox games and drink beer. He's from Boston. (laughs) Yes. By the way, if you're a single Boston man, ashleyandjessicast at (laughs) gmail.com. I love people from Massachusetts, especially men. I mean, I'm sure I would love the women just as much if I was interested in women, but I only date men. So therefore, I mean, I totally would go for somebody like Ben. I mean, even with the messiness and the strippers and like when I heard that he was single now because, you know, him and Ananda Armas broke up. Right. I was like, ooh, as if I have any, you know, like I (laughs) never know. Just send him a DM on Instagram. (laughs) Honestly, I should DM him. I'm sure like he is the kind of guy that would just DM you and then you'd be dating him. I feel like it wouldn't be that hard. Yeah, I don't think so. So go for it. Exactly. So Ben, I'll see you later tonight. So the big thing in my life this week was that Britney released Me Against the Music, the first single from her fourth studio album, In the Zone, featuring none other than Madonna. What is your feeling on this song? I really like it. I thought the music video was really cool where it's like, it's not just them doing some like, I don't want to say or- over choreographed because Britney is a dancer, but it was like, you see Britney with her fedora and she's wearing like the slacks, but then you have Madonna in like the white or cream colored pantsuit. So the outfits were the first thing that like I took away from the music video. Yeah. So I actually didn't know this until I looked up info for this segment me against the music was madonna's 50th entry on the billboard hot 100 50th five zero (laughs) you know casual 20 years almost to the date after her first appearance on the chart which was holiday the week of october 29th 1983 so that is amazing i mean what a full circle moment for madonna and it was her first time as a feature on anyone's single so wow yeah madonna was queen she was not driving down to the studio to record with anyone okay but britney being the icon that she is the living legend madonna was like okay sure why not and for britney anything for britney of course and Of course, you're right about the outfits. They were iconic because it was supposed to be like two sides of the same coin. Like Madonna had the white suit and Britney had the black suit. And Madonna actually told Britney that for the video, she would prefer that Britney didn't have a belly shirt on. And she said, you always do that. You need to do something different. So she was right. And this honestly, like among Britney stands, I feel like this is one of the singles that people consider to be more weak or like not as good of a choice. But I completely disagree. I love that it's different. It's a little experimental. I mean, Madonna's on it. Like who else was having Madonna on their single? Honestly, literally no one in history. (laughs) Britney made that her first. That was the first song on the album. So like, like I can only imagine like you put it into your CD player for the first time and that's the first thing you experience. Yeah. And this song for me was iconic in my own life because as I've said before on this podcast, I used to sing and dance in a lot of local like shows when I was younger. And I did this at our school's variety show. I did a blend of Britney's choreography from this video and then from her other videos. So I put like Slave for You in it. I did like a solo dance to it and I was cast in the variety show after I auditioned with it. And then (laughs) some of the people working on the show sent me to the principal because they're jealous they 100% were 
And no, I mean, I don't, they weren't jealous, but it was so crazy. The guidance counselor told me that boys have urges and that I needed to be careful. Right. I'm like, why don't you tell them not to attack? I mean, we were kids too. It wasn't like I was 16 or something. This is all your fault and not anybody else's. Right. It's my fault for provoking them. Um, Excuse me. I am a child and I should be able to express myself. And I don't think I was doing anything too crazy, but there was this girl there. She was like from the high school and she was like interning or something, helping out for like college credit. And she was just like, your dance, it's too Britney and Madonna. Me as a young girl. Right. You telling me that there would be nothing else better in the world that I could hear ever. I mean, I was literally like I flew through the roof into heaven. Like gave you the highest compliment. Literally. I mean, I couldn't breathe. I was like, thank you so much. And she was like, no, you need to go to the principal. So then the principal was this very, very strict woman. She was known for if you were one minute late, you would get marked because she would stand in front of the school every single morning. And she wasn't like a smiley good morning person. She was just like very just like watching over like a vulture or something. And so everyone hated her. And so I went to her office and she's like, what's going on? And I told them, I told her and then um, the other teachers that were running the show, they were like, okay, do you want to come down to the auditorium and see her dance? And then you can judge it yourself. And she was like, sure. So I did the dance and I was like, a little nervous, but I was also kind of like, this is iconic that I am in trouble for doing this. <laughs> I was like, this is so funny. I was like, this is totally, I mean, Brittany was always getting in trouble for her scandalous and Madonna, you know? So I was like, they would be so proud of me. And I did the dance, you know, after it's like dead silent. I'm like, oh my God. And then it turns out that the principal like was basically living and she was like, oh my God. She was like, that looks like the best workout ever. Oh my God. Like that was so cool. And I was just like, whoa, you're a totally different person from what other people think that you are (laughs) and the other teachers were kind of looking at her as though she was crazy and she was like well do you think I'm being too liberal or whatever and they were like yeah you definitely are so I had to change some of my dance moves um it was very Ashley when she performs at the orange bowl and she has to change the lyrics to Lala because they were too sexual right I was like me and Ashley are the same so (laughs) I actually only changed the moves for part because we had several different shows there was like a during the school day show and Sunday show and a Saturday show and so I only changed it when I knew that the teachers were watching because I was like screw this so that was my me against the music experience and honestly like I love that principle to this day because I feel like she was standing me a little bit like she seemed really excited about my dance (laughs) well that's good I mean I'm glad she could have been like really hard on you and just been like no x y and z that's not appropriate whatever but she was just like I think that's important for her to see like you are a you were a child at the at the time Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, if you were doing something like overtly sexual, I'm sure she would have said something, but it's just like, no, like you just wanted to have fun and be expressive and, and yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, there really isn't. And it get, showed that she was actually a really good person for that job because even though, yeah, it's annoying to have somebody watching over the school who's so intense about lateness and stuff, but technically she's right. You know, like you're not supposed to be late and they're trying to teach discipline. So if you're late, yeah, you have to be marked down on a paper. And then if you have a certain amount, then you get a detention. It's not that big of a deal. But when it came to something that was not really an issue and was basically based in sexism, even though it was women telling me that I couldn't dance like that, but it's because it's so rooted in our society. It's like so embedded in their brains. They were like, oh no, if she does this, some guy might force themselves on her. 
even though we were all kids, and by the way, no boys liked me at all. <laughs> I did not date anyone while I was in school, in elementary school, middle school, any junior high, nothing. Like, So I was laughing at that. I was just like, I don't think anyone has any urges because no one will invite me to the dance. Oh, yeah. No, it was fine because I had people like Brittany and Madonna and Jessica who were like such strong – I mean, not that they looked like me, but we all have blonde hair. We were all like into performing and stuff. So I was like, oh, those are like my people. They understand me. And the messages in their songs too are so powerful. Just female empowerment and being strong and having faith. And I really think that the teachers were wrong because it's like they think that I'm getting this sexual message and that I'm going to be provocative or that I'm going to be like, I don't know what the word is that isn't slut shamey like loose or something right. <laughs> like you know what I mean and the funny thing was is I wasn't dating anyone and I wasn't even I didn't hook up with a boy for so long but instead what they instilled in me was standing up for yourself being artistic being creative putting yourself out there even having the confidence to make up my own dance and like do it alone in front of the entire school like I was already really bullied I mean there's a lot of people that wouldn't have that confidence and I think that I partially got it or honestly mostly got it from people like Brittany and Jessica to be honest so yeah it's like you said like it's really good that they just pushed you to not really pushed you because you were gonna do it anyways but (laughs) they didn't try and knock you down and make you feel insecure and I think that's such a beautiful thing yeah I don't think these girls get enough credit for no how they've enriched our lives which is the whole point of this podcast you guys need to appreciate Ashley Jessica and all the rest of the girls because we obsess with them all they really did and again going back to what we said initially like it helps shapes us and who we are and who we want to be Mm -hmm. absolutely so last week we talked about Outkast's album yes their album was still number one and then Hey Ya debuted at number 57 which is funny because that's kind of low for that song it traveled up the charts and then it ended up being number one for nine weeks starting in December that's awesome it's really unheard of actually I thought because remember we were talking about how Jessica doesn't have that good of chart performance right I was thinking oh Britney has such better chart performance because she was first and then the rest of them kind of got shafted but Britney's chart performance isn't as good as I even thought like I thought her first Yeah, I thought her first like five singles all killed. I thought that she had a lot of number ones and she has, I think like five number ones total. And Christina's first, Christina's singles from her first album actually uh, in total performed better than Britney's. Oh, wow. Which was like shocking to me, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Congratulations, Christina, whatever. I just love them all. (laughs) Pink also had Trouble debut this week on the charts. Do you remember that? Such a good song. I liked it. I mean, her next single was much bigger. That was God is a DJ. Yes. And then that was in Mean Girls. So that just helps that song keep going. Yeah, I will always think of Amanda Seyfried putting the K on her chest backwards. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So should we get into Newlyweds episode nine, Jessica's birthday? Yes, please. This is a really cute episode, I think. I think so. On Jessica's side. Not so much Nick, but what do we expect? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It opens with one of the continuing themes of the rest of the series, which is going to be Nick and his lawn and his home improvements and stuff with this bee situation. Right. So apparently he didn't want the ivy to die because he couldn't get to the sprinklers, like how to turn them on because the bees were swarming. So he had to kill them. Right. Jessica is, she doesn't want to help. She's inside reading a magazine, yawning. And I feel like they're trying to communicate, oh, Nick is working in the yard and Jessica's lazy, but she obviously was not and is not lazy and would become a business icon and have the biggest celebrity brand ever. So I don't know. I don't think Nick has the biggest celebrity brand ever. That's just my opinion. <laughs> I think that's also fact. But... It's based on fact, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Nick asked Jessica if she wants to help him and she says no. And then Nick goes outside and starts spraying the beehive or the nest with mm-hmm. the hose. And naturally the bees get aggravated and they start attacking him. Yes, I, I don't know what he was thinking was going to happen, right. but with every action, there is a reaction. So, I mean, hasn't he seen My Girl? I guess not. Uh, if you're listening, watch it. Really, you need to watch it. Everyone needs to watch it. It's the best. So then we go to Gaetano's Italian Cuisine with Jessica, Leah, and I don't know who is the third person. Do you know who that person is? No, I was trying to figure it out. I think it's funny how this reality show doesn't really do captions. You know, it doesn't say like Tina, Jessica's mom or whatever. There's no formal introductions of anyone. It's just you're there or you're not. (laughs) Right. So this situation has always angered me because – Okay, well, they show Leah planning this party and everything. And later in the episode, they show her decorating. And she clearly put a lot of work and thought into it. And I do think that she's really sweet. And she's a really good sister-in-law. Yeah. But why don't they let Jessica choose her own theme? Because it's obviously not a surprise. And she doesn't even know who the Mad Hatter is. She hasn't seen the movie. And even though she says, oh, that sounds fun, why couldn't they pick a theme that she would – actually enjoy yeah i don't get that because jessica was telling them she's never done a big birthday before you know and they asked her like oh what do you want to do but then they were also like oh so like let's do a mad hatter theme and like it could be like a suggestive theme that everyone wears a hat and i don't understand why they didn't give jessica more time to think jessica's like i'm not sure if i've seen it (laughs) she goes doesn't she say like oh is the mad hatter in alice in wonderland like she's not 100 percent sure that they are even connected exactly which I mean, come on. I'm not saying she's stupid at all. Obviously, I've made that clear. I don't think that she is, but it's just like a pop culture thing. Like, if you don't know it, you don't know it. And I personally would have died to have a super awesome Alice in Wonderland party, but that's because I've always loved it since I was a little kid. If you don't have that connection to it as a child, I mean, she's not even going to know, you know, because later they hang the the playing cards from the ceiling how would she even know what the relevance of that is yeah so i think that was a little or even the like the eat me drink me labels yeah um, that's a reference you gotta not that she doesn't care but it's just like oh that's nice yeah it just makes me feel like they were kind of doing it more for their own they just want to feel good about themselves and throw a party for someone first of all i wouldn't say hey let's do alice in wonderland i would say hey jessica what kind of theme do you want for your party and then if she was just like you know how sometimes she's like oh i don't know whatever if then i would maybe say what about alice and then if she said oh i don't know what that is okay never mind like well, then what were your favorite movies as a child? Or what was your favorite book as a child? Or 
whatever. What about Harry Potter? Or like, I don't know. What about a beach theme? Or, you know, I guess they had just done like Texas theme for that, uh, for their rehearsal dinner. So maybe not a Texas theme, but I don't know. What about like a Mexican cantina thing? Or like there's a million different, yeah, you know. Or at least have her watch it if she wanted to do something more like whimsical or a little more quirky. Like have her watch it so that way. Yeah, exactly. Maybe she did end up watching it, but I don't know. I just thought that was really like, that kind of just put me off. Why wouldn't you let her choose the theme? I mean, she also didn't speak up. You know, she didn't say, oh, hey, let's do something else. But I don't know. She seemed happy on the night. And then so, the yeah. waiter brings the soft shell crab to the table. <laughs> oh yeah this annoyed me too because they didn't know what it was and they don't know how to eat it and then jessica says well let's tell them that so we don't have to pay for it and i'm like girl you need to pay for that they did nothing wrong they brought what you ordered and it's not their problem that you didn't know what the hell you were doing exactly i mean it's yeah mixed feelings about them being like oh yeah tell have them pay it back so we don't have to pay for it but like this is just a true jessica-ism where she's just like oh that's not what i thought it was what did she think it was i guess she was thinking like with regular crab or lobster like you have to break the shell and like then you eat it but i think they saw it was soft enough and they weren't sure like is the shell off already is it still on and the waiter explained to them like no you could eat the shell like it's soft you're not gonna get sick or anything you could just dig in but they just stared at it a little awkwardly so the thing is I don't eat seafood at all so I had no idea I wouldn't know either but I also wouldn't order any seafood in the first place so exactly I hope she paid for that girl you can afford it yeah so so then Nick and Jessica are in the pool and he's just so annoying I mean it's funny because it starts with Jessica just kind of being like can I help you and I think she was like just sunbathing alone because she's wearing that same I thought it was a floral bikini but it actually has butterflies on it Right. She's wearing the same one in the previous episode when he's on the phone trying to get his video made. And then she wears it again at the end of this episode when they're all opening presents. So I don't know when this was or whatever. But anyway, he says, can I get a Hummer? Right. And poor Jessica, like, asks if he means the car. Which... To be honest with you, I knew he was talking about some kind of sexual thing, but I didn't know what a Hummer was. So I did look it up um, today. (laughs) And Jessica asks, you know, she's like the car, Uh, which is weird because he does end up getting a Hummer car in this episode to borrow. So interesting, but um, (laughs) convenient timing. Yeah. Were you aware of what this is? I was. And unfortunately, the reason why is because I, yeah, I'm assuming it was around the same time as this episode premiered. My two older siblings, Justin and Lauren, were talking and they were talking about how like what would they would do if they became famous or whatever. My brother, just being my brother, was like, hey, would you get me a Hummer? Because like he just wanted like a cool car because at the time he was driving like a Volkswagen Beetle. My mom heard that and she was like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then it was just like I don't I vaguely like or oddly remembered that and then it wasn't until I was like a little bit older like oh ew that's what she thought they were talking about I don't know if this is something that everybody knows about I feel like there's a lot dirtier things that I've heard before but um this I didn't know so I just want to inform everyone out there that it is a blowjob but <laughs> it's a special kind of blowjob where during it you hum so that your lips and like your whole mouth vibrates uh and that's a hummer so i mean i don't know if jessica even to this day probably (laughs) knows what it is 
I'm sure what Nick <laughs> explained it to her. And then she was like, oh, that's <laughs> nice. And then he just kind of gave her that like blank stare, like, so. <laughs> yeah, he probably did tell her. And then she was just like, okay. Because remember, he's kissing her neck. And then she's like, oh, so do you want to go to Home Depot? <laughs> right. And then he was just like, like, what, you, what are you trying to accomplish right now? Like, I'm trying yeah. to, you know, he's trying to be affectionate and be a little sexy with her. And she's just like, yeah, so what, what are we getting done today? <laughs> you know what she probably just did that because the cameras were there I mean as much as I like to rag on Nick and I could say oh she probably just wasn't into him or didn't want to do it but I mean he seemed to be getting pretty intimate with her and she knew that that camera was right behind her you know yeah no that's something I would do just like you know change the subject just keep it moving and let's not discuss that Yeah, I mean, I feel like the only thing Nick would rather do, aside from go to Home Depot, would be have sex. (laughs) She tried to get his mind off of it. (laughs) Right. And then Nick asks her if she wants to help again with the bees, and she says no. No. And she tells him to call a bee exterminator, and Nick says no. So then (laughs) Jessica, trying to, I guess, continue this game of subject roulette, she asks Nick if her breath stinks. (laughs) And did it? I think it did, right? I think so. Yeah. Which, I mean, he was kissing her a lot. I don't think he cared. No. So that's that's love. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would put up with bad breath if they could be with Jessica. I don't, you know. Yeah. You, you would get used to that. So, so they go to Home Depot. <laughs> right. This is like an iconic trip to Home Depot. First of all, Jessica looks so gorgeous. She has absolutely no makeup on and she's just shining up that entire place. They should have been grateful that she was there. I was grateful she was there and I was all yeah. there. We all were uh, very grateful. So this has just a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, yes. My favorite thing is when she says, well, first of all, she's just dropping truth bombs. Like when she says that it's really hot in there and she goes, uh, it's hot here. They don't have air conditioning at Home Depot. Don't they sell air conditioners? Oh, baby. What? Yeah, hot. Which is such a valid question. It makes so much sense. Shouldn't they have the best air conditioning around? Like, it's Home Depot. Yeah, like, uh, it should be... No, when you go to, like, the freezer section of Costco, and it's just... It, that's how it should be in Home Depot. Right, exactly. Especially in... It's July in LA. I mean... Yeah. He's really rude to her that during this trip, even though she's not really doing anything wrong. No. So, like, first Nick grabs two cans of Reed, and Jessica's like, why couldn't we have just gotten that from the grocery store? And then they go- A out- point. Right. Which, that is a valid point. And then Nick's like, oh, I need to get one more thing, which I'm not gonna lie, that's something I do in, like, every store. I'm like, oh, no, I'm just gonna look at one more thing, and then I end up spending <laughs> another 45 minutes walking around. But then he starts looking at, like, the plants and carpet cleaner, and while he's looking at, like, the carpet cleaner, Jessica asks him- you know like shouldn't i be worrying about that and nick's like you don't have to do any cleaning so you don't need to worry about it yeah and her facial expressions are amazing they are and i also don't like when she asks him well what else do you need to get and he's like don't worry about it yeah he tells her to shut it well i'm not quite done yet i need a couple more things what are you gonna get don't worry about it i want to worry about it i have a question Hmm. why didn't we just go to the grocery store i have an answer Shut it. I I 
just hate that. Why didn't you just go by yourself then? Maybe she insisted on going, but I don't know. I doubt it. It seems like she just went because she wanted to spend time with him. And, you know, they had spent a lot of time apart. That was one of the major elements of the episode that had her at Red Hot and Boom, which is on July 4th and her birthday's on July 10th. So like this was happening that same week. So she, this is when she was just gone for like almost two months or whatever and they were barely seeing each other. So, you know, a trip to Home Depot that might take a half an hour or whatever is actually some valuable time. I love just running errands with people, especially people that you love. Sometimes just like going to the store can be super romantic and fun. And if you have that kind of bond with someone and he's just so dismissive toward her. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. Home Depot is definitely not where I would want to spend my free time. No. But it's the fact that it's hot and it's not the most pleasant experience and like the smell, that's definitely not helping, you know? (laughs) It's just like if I'm already cranky and I don't want to be there, if it's blazing hot and it just smells like sod and chemicals, I really don't want to be there. Yeah, but she was a good sport. She... She does seem bored and everything, but then she offers to stay if he still wants to get something. She's like, I'm fine. You know, I'll hang out here. It's no big deal. And he's just like, no, 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 no. And I just feel like he didn't appreciate that she was putting in effort. No, because we could have got another montage like we did in Newlyweds Go Golfing where Jessica's like, I'm hot. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I have to pee. I'm crampy. Like we could have gotten another one of those moments, but we didn't. And you know what? He never goes shopping with her. He's never there when she's shopping. It's always her mom. Right. So I think she really was just trying to be – I've tried to do that too, you know, just be like, okay, this is something that he's really into. So I'm going to show up and just listen and see. And she was not being that annoying. Like, you're right. She wasn't saying all the stuff from the other episode, like, oh, I have to pee, Nick, or whatever, or where, you know, what do I do or anything like that. She was just kind of there with him. Yeah, she's letting him do his thing. Yeah. And well, my, my favorite part is when they go, they get online and she's looking at the items and she's like, the stuff is so random that they have. I mean people think of this stuff goo goo gone like how does somebody think of that and she's just amazed by Home Depot and it's I mean it's everything yeah like Nick asked one of the employees a question and to his delight he is told he could do it by himself that definitely made his trip but yeah by the time they leave Jessica's like no I love Home Depot (laughs) (laughs) I mean you have to imagine that as a pop star she probably hadn't gone there very often no, without Nick, because he was registered there for their wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> it is really funny to go into a place like that when you usually don't. It is interesting because I'm sure there were like a million things in there that she's never even seen before, like the goo gone. Yeah. But then we have Jessica goes to work out while Nick gets the bees. And again, this editing was kind of annoying. It reminded me of Kendra on Girls Next Door because – she was the sporty one out of the three, you know, mm-hmm. and she was always playing sports around the mansion and they would film her and they would only show the clips of her like missing or striking out or whatever. And she would always be like, I swear, like, I'm really good. They just always show me. They always show like the shots that I miss, like they're trying to make me look bad. And I think that this was kind of like that because Jessica goes to work out, but they only show her laying there watching TV. Right. Yeah. But you know, she works out because she looks unreal. So I mean, she has to be working out. 
but they just show her laying there and then that mixed with her just like reading the magazine and yawning and stuff I don't know I kind of got the vibe that they're just trying to make her look lazy in this episode right which is dumb especially since it's come up again like you know she was gone for two months so if she does just kind of want to half work out and watch tv or read a magazine let her do it Right. Even if she wasn't working out, which she probably was, but even if she did just want to go in there and do a few sit-ups and chill, then whatever. I mean, she's probably tired from carrying all of MTV programming on her back. Yeah, seriously, I would be too. (laughs) Simultaneously, we get Nick aggressively spraying the beehive with the can of Raid, and he is getting it from every which angle that he can. And then one of the cans runs out, I'm assuming it's the second can, and Nick successfully is able to get the sprinklers on so the ivy doesn't die. Congratulations, Nick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then we see, like I said, Jessica poking her head out, and once they go inside justin is there oh i didn't even notice who that yeah, was he was just like plopped on the couch it is, he has very um distinguishable facial hair yeah so, I was yeah like, oh, all right that's cool and then nick says you know he needs to call the maid to clean the house right because jessica's family and friends are coming over which right. is so cute so then everyone comes over Jessica's mom is so cute. She brings over all these Mrs. Fields cookies with Cookie Monster and Elmo on them. Yeah, they were so cute. And Jessica was so excited. I know. That totally reminds me of my mom because we always, like, I still love stuff like that from my childhood. And actually, I didn't have the cookies, but I don't know if you've ever seen, like, those Cookie Monster Elmo cupcakes that they have at every bakery. Yeah, they're so cute. (laughs) My mom will still get me one of those. So I just thought that was so cute. And she is only turning 23 in this, you know? It's, like, not that long ago that they probably were all going there as a family, you know? Yeah. And then Jessica formally introduces us to Casey. Oh, right. Saying, you know, like she has a lot of family from Texas and like friends flying in. So even though Casey was in previous episode, we now are fully acknowledging Casey's existence. So that was very exciting. Yeah. And <laughs> she describes her as her road manager. Right. So there's this really funny moment where her friend mimics stabbing someone. She goes like, and she meant like the psycho thing. You know, like when people go like, the music. Yeah. But she goes, instead, almost like a dolphin. And then (laughs) Jessica mimics her. And it's so funny because you just know they both have no idea what they're (laughs) even talking about. Presents here. How cute. I had to check my bag because of this because I was like, they're going to think I'm going to someone on the plane. They're attempting, but it's not exactly successful. No, really cute though. Um, And then I'm sure... Everyone has heard the next comment that Jessica makes. Oh my gosh, this is my one of my favorite things she says this episode. <laughs> 23 is old. Yeah? It's almost 25, which is almost mid-20s. Everything. Everything. Girl, you know what? You are too busy traveling the world, recording albums, writing songs, looking flawless, donating to charities, going on mission trips. It's just you can't think about numbers and counting. No, I definitely was not doing all of that at 23. So round no, of applause, we- Jessica. <laughs> right. Ashley looks really good. And she says that she's, I mean, she's just in like sweats, but she says, oh, the place where your party is is really cool. I was there last night. And you can tell because 
girl has on last night's eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's looking a little. <laughs> she still looks gorgeous, but, you know, she looks like she had a night. And I tried to find out, like, what it was that she went to. So what I found out is that actually on her actual birthday, Jessica's birthday is July 10th, her, Ashley, and Joe were all at this Levi's event. Like, Levi's was opening a store in L.A., and that's what they did on Jessica's birthday, which is kind of weird. And then there was this big WB party on July 13th. So that might have been where Ashley was but i don't know because the place where they had the party was this very like weird nondescript looking building so right and then we also got a montage of different but very very beautiful flower arrangements being delivered to their house yeah i feel like celebrities always have a trillion flower arrangements in their house for their birthday like people don't get creative at all they just send flowers yeah i mean still very nice very very nice and nick sent her uh well i guess he had delivered roses for her too. So I thought that was cute because obviously he's probably doing other stuff for her for her birthday, but to get flowers on top of it, I think it's a nice touch. So I think so too, especially since like Jessica is so excited about all the flowers she was getting. Yeah. She was like, I love my house right now. <laughs> but so Tina brought a gift for Nick. She gives him that flask. Oh, Nick, this is yours, baby. This is for those hard days. Oh, and Jessica's driving you crazy. now. <laughs> Lay off, Nick. It's her birthday. Yeah, like, let her be excited. Yeah, maybe if you don't make fun of her all the time, you will get a Hummer. That's a valid point. Relationships are a give and take, okay? Speaking of which, then Justin and Nick are in the Hummer. And, of course, what do you do when you're driving around a Hummer? You go through the McDonald's drive-thru. Of course. I mean, you gotta make it smell like canola oil in there. Yeah, right. Um, so then we cut to Jessica coming home and she sees how massive the car is in person. She says, like, how scared of she she is of the car just because of the size. Like, I can't imagine driving something that big. Yeah, it is huge. And I actually looked up this event, too, because I wanted to know what they did that they got, a, like, a, to borrow a car. Right. So it actually is really interesting. So on March 18th, 2003... They were on the runway together for this fashion show presented by General Motors in Hollywood, and it said, to celebrate and highlight the rich heritage of film in Hollywood, GM brings to life film's history through a visual display of past iconic award winners accompanied by associations with trend-setting elements from each respective era, including fashion, music, and automobiles. Oh, wow. I know that's very creative and Jessica looks amazing. I know shocking, but she's wearing a gold sparkly dress. So I'll post those pictures. And there were a lot of celebrities um, that got to walk the runway, including Paris Hilton, Jennifer Love Hewitt, David Arquette, and his sister Alexis. RIP because Alexis was everything. Um, you know this if you've seen The Wedding Singer. Right. Adrian Brody, Wayne Brady, and Pharrell and Justin Timberlake were there. Um, with Ashton Kutcher and I think that Justin and Pharrell performed so it was quite the 2003 party oh wow I know sounds fun right yeah that's really just such a star-studded event yeah so Nick is showing off his Hummer and then Jessica is just like oh look at my anklet (laughs) and Nick's like yeah that's nice but did you see the Hummer yeah 
I feel like I've been lucky that most guys that I've gotten close to or been in a relationship with, they actually care about fashion and stuff. And I hope that Jessica's husband, Eric, now he's a little bit more responsive because I feel like Jessica's always saying stuff like that. Like when they have that fight in the the hotel where I went to the creepy cult meeting and she is just like, oh, do you like my shoes to end the argument? <laughs> yeah, let's just, you know, ignore it and keep it keep the conversation flowing nicely. Yeah, I think it's attractive when guys care about things that are traditionally girly because it just shows that they care about you. It's sweet. You know, it's just like it doesn't take much to be thoughtful, you know, and attentive. Yeah, and it's I think it's really nice when they just notice a new necklace or a new shirt or something like that, you know, even just saying like, oh, I've never seen you wear that before. Like that looks really good or something. Nick doesn't seem like that type of guy. Yeah unfortunately so then there's this really funny thing where (laughs) jessica and her friend from school read this script that they wrote called judgment day (laughs) oh my goodness yes it's heavily influenced by religion but they aren't taking it seriously it's like they find it very funny now and it's just they read the script like they read their parts and it's just really cute i'm embarrassed no listen i'm listening to it I just don't see why I have to go. I go every Sunday morning, and that's only because my mother drags me there. What's happened to you? (laughs) You're not the same. I am the same. I've just matured and grown into a young adult. Julie, are you really happy? I'm not discussing this with you. What I would like is for you to drop me off at Kimberly's house and leave me alone. No, I won't drop you off because I know you'll end up at the party in the (laughs) bathroom. And then Jessica tells a story about how when they performed it, she wore a thong under a dress. That was our play. Did y'all read this lot in class? We had two chairs after like that. We were in a car. Oh, and and no. the embarrassing thing is I wore a mini dress to school that day. And what? I had a thong on underneath oh, yeah. it. And we were like driving. We have to have like fake a car uh-huh. crash. And, and you stupid blonde me. And like fell over. Fell over and all the guys were like, woo! I think that she was exposed because all the boys screamed and cheered for her. You should help her up or something. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I always thought that was funny. That was just a really cute scene. Then, oh, Nick calls Leah. And I think it's funny that Jessica is known as the Dits because Nick says, at some point, are we going to bring out the cake and sing happy birthday? Right. As if that wasn't going to happen on her birthday. It's a birthday party, Nick. I just maybe look up what happens at one of those. Right. Which I mean, we are party experts, but Exactly. <laughs> Not everybody has that. No. But <laughs> but I don't know why cuz they didn't really follow up on that. I thought that they were showing that because then they were going to show him do something special when her cake came out, but nothing happened. Th- well, I don't know what exactly else was going on at that moment. Like he might have not been necessarily like in charge of that. Yeah, I just thought that Like, why show that in the episode if you're not going to pay it off with, oh, Nick has a special surprise for Jessica when the cake comes out? It was just kind of... Right. Because later on when they're in the limo, he's like, oh, your present's not going to be here till Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Because I I thought he was lying and then he was going to surprise her with something, but nothing happened. Right. So that was a little disappointing. Yeah. I guess we'll never know the real story. No, unfortunately. No, because even if we interview Jessica, we're not going to waste time asking about Nick's, like, gifts for her, you know? Yeah. Um, They start getting ready for the night's events, and we again see Ken doing Jessica's hair. We love you, Ken. 
We do. Yeah, we see like a whole bunch of clips and Jessica has like the coolest long falsies on. Then we see Nick complaining that Jessica's been getting ready for three hours and she's an hour late for her birthday, but it's her birthday. Oh my God. And she deserves to have a grand entrance. Yes, she can have whatever she wants. And first of all, he looks like the biggest douchebag in his ugly ass outfit and his stupid fucking fedora. And then he's like grabbing his crotch and like adjusting his dick. And I'm like, stop complaining if you're going to look like that much of a scrub. Like your wife literally looks like she's about to walk the runway in Milan. Like she looks perfect and amazing and you're not even worthy of her. So shut up. And if you want to go to the party then go to the party she would probably rather ride with ken and her mom anyway yeah i just i don't get it but it's just nick just being nick unfortunately yeah you know what i love is that jlo and arod have those vlogs they haven't updated in a while but they each have a youtube channel and they would make vlogs and i love the way that he deals with her divaness I mean, she's very high maintenance, which I hate that term. I feel like that's a sexist term, but like I too consider myself high maintenance. Like I'm not just, oh, I'm going to throw up on a pair of jeans and go out the door. So, you know, JLo, she has a team of people come to the house to get her ready for everything. You know, any, any event that they're going to, it's a hours long process. It takes weeks of planning. Then there's a million people in their house. And I think that he really understands her. Like he gets that that's who she is and he doesn't bellyache and he doesn't make comments comments and he doesn't knock on the door and say Jen come on we have to go that's the kind of man I need to (laughs) like I don't want to be rushed I don't want I hate when there would be little comments like oh oh really like you have to do your hair it's let's just go like it's no big deal and I'm like "Mm, no I have to do my hair it makes me feel good so that's what I'm gonna do and it was her birthday like she's the guest of honor if it was someone else's birthday I can understand him being like come on we have to get there you know we're gonna miss whatever the cake or something but she's the guest of honor like it doesn't even start until she gets there yeah it's I just think that was so silly because like especially like going off what you're saying about JLo like these are women who take pride in their appearance who like to get dolled up and want to make sure anytime they're leaving the house they're going somewhere doing something they're putting their best foot forward so why is that a bad thing Exactly. And people are waiting to see what they look like. You know, they're we I mean, they have stands like us. Yeah. <laughs> and we want to see what they put together. And it's inspiring and fun. And fashion is artistic. And so is makeup and hair. And I love the look she put together. She looked different than she's ever looked like before or since. And she even said that she wanted to go with like a sex kitten Barbarella kind of look. And I think she looked so good. I mean, she always looks gorgeous. But like, it was just a really cool look. It was different for her. I think so. And I feel like if YouTube was as prominent then as it is now that you know there would have been at least 20 tutorials within like a week or oh yeah more of like oh this is how jessica's hair was done or it inspired and the same thing with her makeup oh a hundred percent yeah i really like that dramatic look where the rest of the face really isn't that dramatic like it's not like you have intense contour or blush or anything but your eyes are just like bam you know yeah so then they get into the limo oh my goodness this is another like great moment from this episode (laughs) well there's several i mean there's the thing where she like smells her friend's burp which is so gross (laughs) yeah that's a little tmi but it's jessica so she just blatantly says oh did you have chinese food yeah (laughs) my favorite though is when she says to nick you smell like an incense you mean incense right and he's like you mean 
incense. <laughs> See, she thought she was using her brain. She thought she was like, oh, incense is plural, I think she thought. So she was using the singular version of it, but incense is not plural of incense. No, but it, it could have been worse. She could have been like, oh, you smell like incest. So like, let's <laughs> throw a dog a bone. <laughs> oh my God, you are so right. <laughs> that totally could have happened. Jessica says something at the same time as somebody else and she's like oh my god I'm psychic I think I can read people's minds which is really funny because she says you know like even her and Tina have like a very like witchy intuition yeah she wrote that in her book and then in her post about Tina last week for her birthday she was listing all of her qualities and she wrote psychic in all caps yeah whereas like everything else wasn't and I just I just wonder about that we're in the limo still, and Nick wants to do a little toast to Jessica, but I thought it was funny because he says, to Jessica, who is older, wiser, and more beautiful every year, um, which I thought it was funny that he felt the need to say older. <laughs> yeah. She's older every year. But yeah, I mean, she truly did get wiser every year because, you know, everyone thought she was an idiot, and I know I say this 10 times an episode, but look at what she ended up doing, so. Seriously. Yeah, so then we get to her birthday party, and from the footage and then the pictures that I found online, the celebrities there included Pink, Seth Green, Erica Christensen, Lance Bass, Katherine Heigl, Beverly Mitchell, and Jessica Biel, who I thought would be more like friends of Ashley, so I don't know, maybe Ashley invited her friends. And then Anthony Michael Hall, who is trash, he... Uh, I mean, look up Trisha Paytas, Anthony Michael Hall. I used to be a really big fan of his because I love all those 80s movies. But he is very abusive and crazy. And I just want to know why was he at Jessica's birthday party? It just seems like a really random group of people that I don't know how Jessica knew. Yeah. It didn't seem like that intimate of a party. I don't know if maybe they just came because it was like, oh, celebrities or whatever. But Access Hollywood was there. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. And I thought that was kind of lame. Yeah, they're getting interviewed, and Nick says, I think that every year she grows older, I feel slightly less like a pervert. You know, it's slightly less robbing the cradle, so every birthday is a good thing for me. That was a really weird comment to make about your wife, but all right. It was unnecessary, especially because he's not that much older. He's like six and a half years older. Right. And they met when she was 18, so it's not even like scandalous, really. No, not even a little bit. I don't think 20, 24 or 25 and she was 18, it's like, that's not that crazy. Especially when you're both pop singers. It's not like he's hanging out outside of the high school or something weird, you know? Yeah, but we get another montage of Jessica just talking to different guests and having fun. And we see Ashley just dancing and you could just see she's like losing herself in it. <laughs> she's um, having fun. Yeah. Jessica is definitely um, intoxicated. Right. And <laughs> know where her shoes are. <laughs> Yeah, and then that guy's like, okay, so take your shoe off. And she's like, no, I have to look cute. Right, which is just <laughs> Jessica being Jessica. And then, oh my goodness. So we see a really cute clip of Joe and Tina dancing together at the <laughs> party. But then, like, Joe kind of spins her out, I guess they could say. Or she, like, takes a couple steps back. And she ends up falling on the floor. Oh, my <laughs> she God. She probably also drunk. She toppled right over. Yeah. I'm glad that was, like, the end of the party. They didn't have the cake sitting there or something. <laughs> that would have been so bad, yeah. Because they did have that. I love those. Um, That cake looks so good. The, the kind of, like, topsy-turvy Alice love cake. that. Yes. Okay, so then they go home. Right. 
And I think that they just didn't have footage because I don't think that this random clip actually happened. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he said it. He says, can I get that fuck now? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like they were just trying to connect it to the Hummer thing before. Right. Because, like, yeah, Nick's was like, oh, how was your birthday? And Jessica's like, it was the best birthday ever. And then Nick's like, so what am I getting? Because I feel like they clipped it in, her going, Nick, because they do that kind of often on this show. Like, even when she doesn't say it, they'll put in, like, a Nick or, like, a baby, like, you know, her scolding him. Lucy. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense, especially because remember that article I read that it said that they had wanted to make Leah. Oh, no, not the article. It was in Jessica's book that they, they wanted to make Leah and Drew the Ethel what's his name what's the what's the her husband's name from i'm not even sure i'm not gonna lie can't remember but right. Ethel and her husband so yeah that's interesting right and then we get i'm assuming it's the next day or a couple of days after the crew from texas is there again with jessica's parents and jessica's opening present um, she's so cute and so happy she is so like over the moon like joe and tina got her a wallet to match her louis purse you know the one she took camping mm-hmm. and then it's actually funny because in that scene like while she's opening it uh joe's holding i think like two or three of jessica's book i do oh yeah um and then ashley got jessica the matching coin purse my parents gave me the louis vuitton wallet to match my bag oh wallet! <laughs> and then my sister gave me the louis vuitton coin bag oh i'm happy so i have the complete louis vuitton set look what i got they knew that it's what i wanted they saw how excited my purse made me and they did it all on their own that was so nice. Yeah, it was cute. I love that they like planned it together to just yeah. Tie it all together. They coordinated. And actually, Louis Vuitton should give her some money because I have not desired to have a Louis Vuitton probably since this era. Um, <laughs> well, I was like, I want one. I'm gonna Google and see how much they cost now, which I didn't because I'm sure I'm still not gonna buy one. But like, <laughs> I definitely wanted, you know, those old. They're so not in now, but the Murakami rainbow bags were just so in yeah that was like the it bag it really was that and the papillions the cylinder ones right i didn't like that one as much i like the speedy style yeah it's the cylinder wasn't really something i was into i was kind of more i like just like backpack or more like Mm -hmm. i don't know how to explain it like the um side bags like a saddle bag yeah i like the classic tote i think yeah. The most. But I love the speedies are iconic. Like I probably I like I don't know. I feel like maybe one day if I'm like doing, you know, really well, I would get one of those. But I just feel like there's so many other nice expensive bags. There are. Uh and this really bummed me out because Jessica's so excited and she shows Nick and his reaction is terrible. Like he just kinda he doesn't he just kinda like looks down on her, honestly. Like you can tell it's the oh, great, you know, she's got more of these bags. That means she's going to want even more, like, more expensive stuff. And we know how the editing is on this show. He could have not even been reacting to that at all. But it seemed right to me. Like, it seemed like it wasn't all chopped up. Ugh, another designer thing for her to obsess over. Yeah, and it just bummed me out. Be excited for her. She's so happy. And I want to know what he got her. How could they not show what he got her? It's new to it. I got confused for a second. I thought that's when Nick got her the puppy, but that's not until I think season two or three. That's her next birthday when she turns 24. So he also gets her a Louis Vuitton suitcase then too. So 
So he lightens up a little bit, thank God. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> then she's in the sweats and she doesn't have shoes so she puts on nick's shoes to go outside and look at the bee situation with him (laughs) right it's really good just like visual comedy of her walking in those shoes struggling to walk in (laughs) yeah and he pulls out that beehive it is amazing i mean nature is just blows my mind i mean it really is just like a work of art yeah and they're so efficient the way that they know how to do that to make the honey and everything and so nick tastes it which jessica's super grossed out by and I understand but it's honey I mean you would eat it anyway but then she says there's mold on it so I guess like not only is there mold on it but he also sprayed that entire area with raid like when you walked up and you heard that buzzing it's a full-on freaking hive is it sticky don't eat it Nick that is gross you're never getting a kiss again see if it tasted sweet stop you're nasty there's like mold all over that Ah. that didn't taste good (laughs) You keep spitting. Nick, look at all that mold in there. And you licked it. I thought it'd be sweet, but it wasn't. I'm itchy. I'm going in. Exactly. <laughs> she's never kissed him again. And I'm like, yeah, I would definitely be hesitant about kicking him. Kicking. Yikes. Kissing Nick for like at least like a week because of how much, like he sprayed two long <laughs> Yeah. And I like how you made the mistake of saying kicking him, which like, I wouldn't be nervous about kicking him. I would just do that. <laughs> I don't want to kick Nick. It's, that's what I mean. It's like I always get tongue tied. We don't condone violence here on the Ashley and Jessica cast, but maybe he deserved a kick or two. Right. <laughs> and then that last shot of her walking toward the house from behind with the shoes is funny. Yeah. She's like, Do you really think you killed all of the bees? And Nick's like, I'm sure of it. Yeah. And those poor things. I mean, I know he had to get to the sprinkler, but. It is so, like, bees are just amazing to me. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm not a bee expert, but I think there's a way, like, you could calm them down with, like, a certain smoke or, like, if you burn certain bits of wood. I mean, yeah. it's all ivy, so you don't want to cause a fire, but I feel like there could have been other alternatives. Right, like, can't you make them move? I think you're right, like, you smoke them out or something. Right. I don't know. So that was basically the episode, right? Yeah, I got so mad because I was watching it, and then I had to watch, like, another video, because I was like, wait, but what about Jessica's present? Like, it just felt like they left us on a cliffhanger. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I wanted to know. It was disappointing. I wonder if they missed it or something. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe at that point they had already been filming, I think, since like May. So maybe they were like, okay, we want some private moments now. It's been a few months, but I don't know. Yeah, that could definitely be it. So should we get into our fashion segment? Yes, please. It's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. This is fun for me. In the restaurant scene, Jessica looks like a ballerina. She has like a low, tight bun and she's wearing diamond studs and like a white top with a pink spaghetti strap top over it. And she just, to me, looked like the New York City Ballet. She did. She looked so beautiful. Very pretty. And I actually recognize that. I feel like they go to that restaurant a lot because I recognize that like fence behind them. Right. And it has like that little bit of greenery behind them as well. Yeah, I think that's actually where they are at the beginning of the LASIK episode when Casey and Jessica are like talking about how they can't see and Nick is like doesn't care at all. And then he ends up going fishing 
instead of going with his wife to surgery, but we will talk about that later, but I just am still, I'm mad about it still. I mean, it, we got tons of iconic moments because he wasn't there to accompany her. So like in the end it was okay. But honestly, Nick, I mean, it's no wonder she divorced you. I can't. No, that's not acceptable, but no. What was your favorite outfit that she wore this episode? Um. Okay. Good question. I mean, it has to be the, this the entire look from her birthday. Yeah. That black dress was like so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, she looked cute the whole episode. I actually really like when she – I think it's the perfect outfit to look cute but also be comfortable and laid back when your family comes over because she's wearing that green striped like tie crop top. Yeah, it's Um, almost like pastel-y but not exactly. Right. It's like the two different shades of green and then the matching juicy pants. It's very monochromatic. I don't know how – because she wears two other dresses that don't have straps in this episode. And I'm just wondering, like, with the big boobs, how she does it. Because I wear strapless bras for the – for my appearances, like if I have a corset on over because the corset will hold it. But I cannot, like I need to ask Jessica or maybe I need to get a Jessica Simpson collection strapless bra because I have one of her other, I have a regular Jessica Simpson collection bra. It's like a really cute, it has like lace in the back and it hooks in the front and it's one of my favorite bras. So I'm wondering if she, from all of her experience wearing strapless outfits, if she makes really good strapless bras because I need one. Yeah, now I'm very intrigued. Like I didn't think about that until right now, but yeah, now I need to know that because like I know Kim Kardashian has that like duct tape thing that she does with her boobs for certain dresses when you can't wear a bra. Oh my God. Can I just tell you that I tried that one time? Mistake. Oh my goodness. That sounds extremely painful. Okay, so here's how I know that Kim has breast implants. Because I don't, and I have large boobs, right? And I tried to do this because I wanted to look so cute, and I'm always, like, really stressed. I mean, not literal stress, like, you know, fashion stress. Um, <laughs> that I can't wear, like, so many things I can't wear because they have an open back. I don't even care about tube top stuff, really. It's the open back stuff that I want to wear. Right. And so I saw this and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. And I did, first of all, I put something over my nipples because I didn't want to, like, ew, how can you put masking tape right on your boobs like that and then rip it off? Ow. So I tried to do it. But the thing is, because my boobs are real, they're like squishy so like when you put on the masking tape like that it's kind of like a muffin top you know like when you're wearing something too tight and then your fat on the side falls over oh it's like that because you you tape a part of your boob and you pull it up and then the rest of your boob is like bulging out so I literally would have had to cover all like my entire boobs with masking tape for something not to be bulging out like it would have had to be my entire chest and I was just like I cannot do that to myself first of all it's gonna look terrible because also I was wearing the thing I was wearing was kind of sheer so you can see like the ripples in the in the tape too if you put you know what I mean yeah so I don't know how she does I mean I guess with implants it's like more solid so it's easier but she must not be doing it with sheer stuff which I feel like is stupid because that's like one of the biggest reasons why you would want to do it is that you could wear sheer stuff you know yeah but yeah I I definitely need to ask Jessica what is the magic between maybe it's her bras or like how she like adjusts herself certain ways because I cannot wear an outfit without a bra Help us, Jessica. Please. (laughs) We desperately need you. Yeah. Then she has that other rainbow striped tube top tie dress. It's the same style as like that shirt and a lot of the stuff she often wears, like that asymmetrical striped. I mean, it was so in at the time. Yeah, but it was still really pretty. Yeah. And then the brown dress that she wears to Home Depot. 
I think that was juicy. Right. I, I think it's like a, it's technically a cover up, but I know that I had one of those, but like, again, I couldn't wear it like she wore it. I would have, I would wear it like over my bathing suit top. Got it. And then during her workout, she wears like a Puma shirt, but her shorts I recognize and I don't remember what brand they are. If anyone does tell me, because I remember one time, it was around this time, me and my mom went shopping and she got two matching sets and they had the star right in the middle of the butt. (laughs) And that was what Jessica was wearing. And it just took me back. And I'm wondering what brand that was because it definitely wasn't juicy, um, but it was another one of those brands that was popular for having the sets. If anyone out there knows, DM us. And then I think, was that everything? Yeah, I mean, there was that one outfit she wears in the beginning. Um, it's like a white tank top and the Cincinnati hat. But that one isn't really as, that, that's more casual wear compared to how impressive everything else is in the episode. Yeah, and I love those earrings too that she wears at her birthday party, like the big thick silver flowers. Yes. She must have been in so much pain, like that whole outfit, the earrings, the lashes, the hairpiece, her boobs looked very tight in that dress, her heels. I mean, but it was worth it because she looked so good. She really did. I think that's going to do it for our fashion segment. I think so. Should we rate this episode? Yes. Leah, what would you rate this episode? Oh my gosh, I need a moment. (laughs) Well, this episode was kind of, I don't like the Nick moments. He's really rude. We had a few episodes there where he wasn't as rude and there were some cute moments. I love when they work together. Those were better. I I think my biggest thing in this episode is just the fashion. I love seeing Jessica at her party. She just looks so good and she looks so happy and she's having so much fun. And I love all the scenes with her mom getting her the cookies and her family getting her the LV set and then her friend bringing that script and like all the reminiscing and stuff is so cute. So I think because of all that stuff, that gives it like major points and then the next stuff takes stuff away and then the bees I don't care so I think I'm gonna give it three birthday parties where Jessica doesn't understand the theme out of five (laughs) (laughs) that's a fair reading yeah Um, yeah Nick definitely had some unnecessary comments but I don't know at the party he seemed like even in the pool he was like trying to be affectionate with her granted I don't really think it was a great idea in front of the cameras because I feel like intimacy is such a private thing and then it's just everything else it's the outfits it's the intense script reading (laughs) the casual dolphin noises everything kind of tied together I think I give this (laughs) four out of five topsy-turvy cakes Ooh, all right so let's get into our YouTube comment segment saltatia tongue pop says I remember this era so well. The flip phones that you would get bedazzled with rhinestones. Low-rise jeans with a bucket hat like Britney. Hummers were a status symbol. I remember when she had a pink Hummer in her Do Something music video. It's so weird to realize that this wasn't that long ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago in the span of history, but like this is 17, almost 18 years ago. Yeah. That is weird to think. Like that. I'm that old. Sally Versace said, why would they throw her an Alice in Wonderland themed birthday party when she's never seen the movies or read the book? (laughs) Which is a valid question. Um, Thank you. But upon doing like a tiny bit of research, Alice in Wonderland and like 
that kind of whole like whimsical theme was kind of in. Um, it was only, I want to say about a year or two after this that Urban Decay released their Alice in Wonderland themed palette. Oh my gosh, so, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's old now. <laughs> right. So Jessica was ahead of the trend because she did it before they did. I'm not surprised. No. Mm, okay. What is this hater? Lakia Hayes says, I think the big mistake was letting that girl move into the house. I don't care if she is the assistant. That's the wrong um, answer. Casey was not the problem. If you have a solid relationship, then your husband should welcome your friend in with open arms, especially somebody like Casey, who was such a good friend to Jessica and did so much for her. And actually, you know what? I think the show was really deceptive because in Jessica's book, she says that it was really hard with Casey and then her mom, Tina, because her dad like never wanted her to marry Nick. But Tina and Nick had a really good relationship. And Casey and Nick, she said, were really close. So Casey was one of the people that was kind of like, I don't know, maybe give him another chance or something. Yeah. So I remember right after they were getting divorced, there was like all these rumors like, oh, was Casey getting together with Nick? And ugh, I feel I mean, like she might have been the middleman just to try and like keep things more simple between them but I highly doubt anything happened between Casey and Nick oh no there's no way I mean I think their marriage was already so strained that it just didn't really it, it honestly it probably made their marriage better in some ways because there was like a buffer between them there was somebody there you know what I mean yeah, that it was so it wasn't just you know what I mean I feel like that actually could have helped them but they just I mean they weren't meant to be and blaming Casey is insane yeah I think Casey just helped Gilmore 11 says, and this is kind of a long one, I could punch him in the face every time he tells her to shut it. How disrespectful and rude this guy was to her. And did he spend any time with her at all before they got married? Could she not see she was absolutely not mature enough to be married? Which I don't think that's necessarily a dig at Jessica's character, but just like what Nick expected of her wasn't there. Yeah. The thing is, plenty of really young people get married and it's not like this. I mean, I personally wouldn't get married that young but you can get married that young if you're with someone who accepts you for who you are right and then underneath that um a comment to that comment Callie Harney says a punch in the face for me every time he complains about not having sex or her housewife skills she worked all the time and then he took all of her money p.s a punch in the face for every dollar he took of hers times a year for each year older he was and he could have protected his young wife exactly (laughs) And like I was saying before, like, isn't he embarrassed now that he lives off of her money? Yeah, like, I hate the whole laws with getting divorced, how someone's entitled to half of your money. How is that still a thing? I understand it back in the day when women didn't have any rights and stuff and they didn't work and like you would have to be left with something if your husband just bailed. Yeah, but today yeah. I'm just still mad about it. But Jessica's unbothered, so you know what? So am I. Um, and then Jay Lucia says, "I love how Nick asked for a Hummer, but Jessica couldn't hire a maid. I'm sure he wouldn't even buy a Hummer. <laughs> He's probably no. too cheap. Probably." And then another funny comment that is there is Ashley Luna says, "I'm gonna kill the bees." He sounds and looks like a Captain Planet villain. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Captain Planet. I haven't heard about that in a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Cordelia says, Nick is never working, laughing my ass off. Valid. Yeah. I mean, Jessica isn't working in this episode either, but she's working in almost all the other ones. And the thing that I think is... So it's just so obvious that there's, especially as the show progresses and she gets more popular, there's always something is going on with Nick where he's just home or 
he's dealing with the lawn or some shit and she's performing for 5,000 people or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, he just doesn't have a lot to do. It's sad. You know, I do. I do sympathize in some ways. Yeah, because I think there was a little jealousy. But this comment is crazy. I have no idea what it means, but it's just really funny. Reactly Williams says in all caps. Hello, comma, Nick Lashin. Guess what I did, comma, yesterday. I got the universe probably something in the amount of freedom-free foods. I love you on Rihanna. You said, comma, it. From Empress Deborah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Nick, I would just look outside your house. Um, Send us smoke signals. Blink twice if you're okay. Honestly, like, have someone just go around the perimeter, check things out, because I think you might find Empress Deborah under your bed. That's all I'm saying. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> yeah, really. Someone, uh, Mika, says, Nick, bees are not parasites. Gosh, can you pay for some education? Ooh. So one of my favorite shows is Gilmore Girls, and Gilmore Girls actually references this show, which I forgot, or this episode. Sammy Lowe says, every time I hear the 23 quote, I think of Gilmore Girls. Lorelai. 23 is old. It's almost 25, which is like almost mid-20s. Rory, she did not say that. Lorelai, she did say that. Rory, it seems a little wrong that Jessica Simpson is alive and well and Rory got eaten by his tiger. Lorelai, oh, well, survival of the fittest, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Which is awesome because we actually talked about that last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, about Rory's attack, which he didn't get eaten, thankfully. He survived. (laughs) Oh my god. What happened? There's another weird comment from Empress Deborah. Tell us. Ew, it's it's creepy. It says, the pastor said, breach of your cell phone, if any at all mad at me, comma, your wife Jessica Simpson. Okay, this sounds like it's getting a little I'm honestly now. I am a little worried about you, Nick. Stay safe, please. So is that our episode on Jessica's birthday have we finished I think so well thank you guys again for listening to another episode of the Ashley and Jessica cast we're really thankful for you guys we love you guys we'll see you next week thank you for listening bye Bye. thank you for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to our podcast Make sure you tell all of your friends who still cannot stop playing autobiography. We feel that. Follow us on Instagram at Ashley and Jessicast, on Twitter at Ashley Jessicast, and send us an email at Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com.